Welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. Hey, lovely to be here today. Really good to be in the house with you guys. And let me just turn this all on here, and we'll be good to go. Yeah, it actually just feels like being in amongst a whole bunch of friends here today, because we are. <laughs> and it's uh, wonderful to have all those who have been a part of our Rangiura journey over the years to be, in the, uh, to be here this morning as well. Uh, even Mitch's mother today is here, Paula Gray, who's usually in our church on Sunday. She, she's followed me up this week as well just to check up on us to see if we're doing all right. So... It's wonderful to be here today to to Simon and Christy. Thank you so much for opening our hearts and opening this church as well, potentially to the New Life movement, but it's been, we just met these guys for the first time yesterday. So uh, we had lunch with them and just so enjoyed getting to know you, and it's just wonderful to be uh, in this church this morning. Um, We just loved being uh, in the worship as well. Uh, What a beautiful presence of the Lord there is in this house um, during worship, I just want to share a picture actually that I had just before we get into where we're going to go today. Um, I, uh, I just, I saw a river under this church. Uh, the river looked like, um, like if magma was power. It looked like this beautiful flowing um, power just right under our feet in this vision I was having during worship, and I immediately had the word peace being released through this church. And it says in Isaiah 48, I think I did a quick check, uh, it says that rivers will flow like peace from you. And uh, just for you today, you know, Jesus, who who came as the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, uh, the prince of peace, and his government of peace will know no end. There is a river of peace flowing out from you, from this church, into Whangarei, into the regions uh, around us. And it's just, yeah, it was just so beautiful. I just wanted to share that uh, with you this morning. Um, so yeah, we've, we've got a church in Rangiora. We've been uh, a part of uh, Thrive Church. It's had about three names, I think, since I've been there. Uh, it started as the Upper Room. It went to Life Christian Center. I think Chris was in the Life Christian Center era. Uh, and then he transitioned the name to Thrive Church, and so I've been serving in the church there now for about 25 years, I think, um, and uh, I met Debbie in the church. The first Sunday I actually came into Thrive, um, I sat next to Debbie, and the, 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 there was a visiting minister that day, and he said, uh, uh, everyone stand up at the end of the, church, uh, end of the service, everyone stood up and, and hold hands with the person next to you, and I was like, this is, I like where this is going, <laughs> and, and, and then he said, you never know, the person that you're holding hands with could be the person you're going to marry, amen, Lord, squeeze, I was waiting for the, you know, the squeeze back. It didn't come. Uh, eventually, yeah. Anyway, the first time I saw Debbie, I literally thought I want to marry that lady. I actually did. She took a wee while to come on board. With the same, yeah, the same word. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, my five children say hi as well, and our dog, Maui. She doesn't speak, but uh, she's a very quiet dog. She's actually an introvert, we call her. She's the biggest introvert in our house. We're like, where's Maui? She's sitting in the corner on her bed, sulking. Um, so actually, just to be here, it just feels like a real home away from home. Um, I also just want to honour um, Chris and Ruth, our dear friends, uh, for many years that we passed together. Uh, we love deeply, and uh, it's just so exciting to see what's happening in Whangarei. Um, you know, since knowing people in Whangarei, uh, and a, a couple of years ago, actually, at a leadership summit, we had, um, I, as a team, we were just pouring over an, a map of New Zealand, actually, and we were like, Lord, where, where are you sending us? Like, where, where is this expression from this house? You know, where's it going to end up? And I was just so gripped for Northland. It really surprised me, really. I was like, I was like yeah, it's okay. Um, but mainly it takes people from our region, so I'm kind of grumpy. <laughs> Slightly. God was like, get over it. And, uh, but I was really, really moved and, and just uh, felt like, God, there's such a, he's got such intentionality for your region, such a heart for the north part of New Zealand. And then last year, we obviously said goodbye and farewell to Mitch and Liz. And, and that was, um, you know, bittersweet. It was but so exciting to see what God's doing in, in Northland. And so we've, we love this region. Uh, we love the climate in this region. It's just so nice to be above 10 degrees in the middle of the day. Uh, anyway, I need to preach the word now. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about faith this morning. Uh, we're going to talk about the Spirit of God this morning uh, and we're going to start with this launch pad. I want you to just think about everything you know about Abraham and Sarah. Uh, they were essentially the first missional pioneers in the Bible. Uh, they, were, they were doing life. They were just doing what they did uh, every day. I don't know what they were doing, but suddenly it was like God just brought this great interruption to their story. And... And he, and, he, and, he, and he spoke something divine into their spirits and said, you, this place that you called home, that's not, it's not where I want to position you. It's not this, not this thing, this routine that you've got going on. This is not the end of your story. And we know them, you know, as the father and mother, essentially, of our, of our faith. And, and they had to do this journey of becoming ready for the expression that God wanted to bring through their lives. And in Romans 4, I love this passage. It says that, you know, that, that they didn't waver in unbelief regarding the promises of God because they were wrestling for their, you know, for, their, for the expression of faith being manifest in their lives. They didn't waver in unbelief regarding the promises of God, but they were strengthened in their faith, giving glory to God being fully persuaded that he would do everything that he had promised. Being fully persuaded that he would do everything that he had promised. And I wonder if how fully persuaded you are in your faith 
today and maybe you're just starting a faith journey, maybe you don't have a faith journey, I want to tell you it's the greatest journey that you could ever go on in your life. The Bible says these radical things like faith is the substance of things hoped for and the certainty of things unseen. There's actually another reality that that we essentially were born from, the Bible says. That he's got things in another reality that can be drawn from heaven to earth. Hey, Eddie. (laughs) Being fully persuaded in our faith puts a demand on us to become some people who are ready to inherit something pretty special from a heavenly realm. Come on. I actually want to speak. Uh, this is, I've actually got two parts to this message. So this is part one. Uh, if you really enjoyed, I might come back some other year and do part two. We'll, we, will, we will see. So I want to just jump into Genesis um, 12. And, and we're just going to kind of like look at this commission originally in regards to uh, what the Lord said to Abram, because his name wasn't even Abraham like back then. And, and, and the Lord said, go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land I'll show you and I will make you into a great nation. I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you and I'll make your name great and you will be a blessing. And I'll bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Abraham is to become a blessing for all nations. Like all you guys, Connor and Emma. You left Rangiora. <laughs> I know you're in your friends, other friends from Rangiora. You went because God stirred something in your heart. And He's saying to us today hey, in the going, you will become. In the sending, you will be. You will become a great nation. And, and, and you know, and, and this was this other, this thought in. In this is, is that other people outside of the lineage of Abraham and Sarah would become impacted with essentially good news, the gospel of the kingdom, really. All people, that's you and I now today, all people on the earth will be blessed because of one man's faith adventure. I wonder who is waiting for the expression of who you are to become manifest next year because you went on a journey this year. You went on a journey now and you said, yes, I will, I will become someone who was fully persuaded in my faith. You know, Abram, his name, this, this, his original name, given, given to him by his parents. You know, our names are, are important, our identities around our names. His name actually means exalted father. Exalted father. And the irony was that so for so many years, he didn't even have any children, right? You know the story, he was like, I don't know, 80 years old and he's got no children. And, his, and, 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 and all his whole life, it was like every, every time he heard his name, it was like, hey, you're, hey, exalted father, how you going? <laughs> he's like, I'm not even a father of one. I'm, I'm just a father of none. What is it with this name that's been given to me, it was like this constant reminder of everything that he didn't have. I want to tell someone here today that it's not what you don't have that defines you. It's not what you aren't 
that defines who you are and who you'll become. And when Abraham, when Abram is 99 years old, his whole life, he's been Abram. And the Lord appeared to him and 24 years have passed since God had said, hey, let's go on a faith journey. Let's get out. Let's get out and go into this new land. Let's get out and go and, and have this wonderful adventure 24 years of like, what the heck am I doing in this land? And the, and the Lord said to him in Genesis 17 verse 5, No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I'm doing something you in you. You are a father of, of, of an exalted father of none. <laughs> now I'm going to make you a father of many Nations, and you're going to start with none, and you're going to become a father of many nations. You know, names are deeply connected to our identity, and I know I had to come unstuck from some identities that had been spoken over my life. I was really pleased when I was 15 years old to leave Blenheim um, because my my nickname there at high school was Stoner, and I was just wasn't that encouraging. It's mainly because I was pretty vacant. I was an artistic child, and um, yeah, it's just and I looked like I was stoned most of the time, apparently. And so it was real. I loved leaving Blenheim. That was the only reason I loved leaving Blenheim, uh, was to get rid of this name, Stoner. And Jesus had a whole kind of like new identity to forge in me, and He did that. So for Abraham, this is a really deep shift for him. It's a deep shift coming into a whole new name and a whole new identity. And two generations later, you know, his great, his grandson, Jacob, he, he had an identity shift as well. And he got a new name. The name Jacob meant deceiver. And, and the Lord said, no, your name will be Israel, someone who wrestles with God. So your name is important. So I want to just do a quick Hebrew because I know I know you guys love teaching and, and I was like, I've got to show you my teaching muscles here today. <laughs> <sighs> Abram, that's in Hebrew. And oh, lo and behold, there's an H being dropped in. That's Abraham in, in Hebrew. And, and so there's some really cool kind of things that are associated with this name um, change here, the H in the Hebrew language, most scholars would say actually is connected to the breath of God, to the Spirit of God, simply because it sounds like a hey or a ha. In John 20, 22, Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit, the outward breath of God, the power of of the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 33, verse 6, it says, By the breath of his words, the heavens were made. There's a few other things that this H, um, or H, sorry, my mum was from England and she always said H, so I still do. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the H represents this that God has the final word on our identity, right? <laughs> that he's got the final word on your name and your identity and the, the other thing that this, this H represents is grace. And this, uh, in the Hebrew language, the, the H is the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it also means grace. So through 
God having the final word on his identity through the power and the breath of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God, Abraham is able to step into the fullness of God's promises and his faith journey for him. If you're you're taking notes this morning, my first thought is here is that the power of the Holy Ghost shapes our identity. He shapes our identity. You know, it's one thing in your life to know about God's promises. And, and I love how Simon was leading that moment to ask the Lord, you know, to ask and to be, some, to be a people who receive the Holy Spirit, to be a people who receive the promises. It's one thing to know about the promises of God, but it's another thing to become shaped and ready and carrying the promises of God within the very core of our identity. So let's have a, an H dropped into our, our name as well this morning. It is now Sir Hyman <laughs> and Mahich <laughs> and Glahin. And I figured I'm the father of chickens if my name becomes Glahin. Anyway, it's a terrible joke. We'll keep moving. <laughs> is this encouraging for someone? <laughs> Uh, and we could just, um, you know, we could view this story of Abraham and Sarah as, you know, something that happened in the Old, in the old Testament, in the Old Covenant. And, you know, it could be like, you know, here we have Abraham and Sarah in their natural habitat. <laughs> Thousands of years ago, we want to honour their faith legacy and... Everything they did in that time. We can, you know, we could celebrate them for everything they did and park it, right? Like that's just good theology. We could just say that, that that was good, that was great. But what Paul does in the Bible, he's like, hey, hang on, hold the fort here. We need to bring everything that they've done into the new covenant. We need to bring this into into Romans. We need to bring this into Hebrews. We need to actually honour this couple as the father of and mother of of our faith. And 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 he brings this story alive in the new covenant is not just something to be re- reflected on and remembered, but he wrote of Abraham being the father of all who believe. And and it says this in Romans four eighteen against all hope. Abraham, in hope, believed so that he became he could become the father of many nations, just as it has been said to him, so shall your offering, uh, offspring be against all hope, against all hope. And where are you today? Where's your hope? Where's your hope levels? Because there's something in your future that is calling you forward in a very powerful way. And that someone is the power of the Holy Spirit. That, that is the power, the resurrected power of Jesus Christ that calls us forward to become, to, be, to, to defy the odds that surround us in our, in our story. Um, the first message that Senior Pastor Christian spoke at Thrive Church like a million years ago now um, I was sitting there, and he, and he preached this message, and you know it's a significant message when you can remember it, right? And he preached this message called, uh, Don't Touch That Dream. 
And uh, the essence of the message, it's great, great word around, uh, around unfulfilled dreams and promises in our lives that we've either been disqualified from, we've become disappointed about, and we're not, uh, we're not embracing. And so we gave an opportunity at the end for, as an altar call. And um, how am I going, Chris? Is it right? It's, it's pretty good. Uh, and, and he gave an opportunity and for people to just kind of like align their dreams with God's dream for their lives. You can imagine Chris preaching that kind of sermon, right? And... Uh, <laughs> And I was sitting, you know, just about here, and uh, the article happened, and I was like, how are we, Lord? You know, is there anything, any dreams that you want to like? Uh, and I just didn't, I didn't have anything. I was like, I don't have anything. Nothing, disappointed. I'm good. And then the Holy Spirit breathed an H on my name. <laughs> Something happened in my heart as I sat there that was more real, or as real, I shouldn't say more real, but as real as my salvation experience. And it's going to sound strange when I say this to you, because it's not a, it's not a big deal to you, but for me it was deeply profound. And he said, you're called to lead a church. And at that moment, I was absolutely wrecked. <laughs> I was so undone. I was so impacted by these words because what came with that was, the, was all the reasons why I couldn't do that and I would have never seen myself doing that, never seen myself holding a microphone, never seen, never seen myself, seeing myself as a leader. You know, I avoided every speech, debate, everything in high school that it had me to do with standing up in front of people. I didn't want to be there. I was so ashamed of who I was. And I didn't know that I was carrying that through into ours. And I, and I looked at Chris and I was like, man, that guy, I want to follow you and serve you uh, for as long as it's going to take. You know, like there's a leader, there's someone who's got, got that gift on their lives. And I was totally, didn't, I just didn't have a grid for that. And then, the, and then the Holy Spirit said, yes, you have. Yes, you are. Yes, you can. Yes. He's just saying yes over you. Just saying yes over someone today, right now in this moment. He's saying yes over you. And you've been saying no. And the Holy Spirit's saying yes, because faith is the certainty of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things unseen. And it's time to stop disqualifying yourself from who God says you are and who He's calling you to become only in Him, only in Christ Jesus, only hidden within Him. And maybe you've been saying, I'm not like so-and-so, I can't. Maybe you've been saying, I'm too old. Maybe you've been saying, I'm too introverted. Maybe, you know, you've been saying, I'm too stuck, I'm too burnt, I'm too tired. Christians are too weird and I don't want to become like one of those weird people. <laughs> and you don't have to become weird to say yes to Jesus, but you do have to become someone who's faith-filled. John 3.8 says this, and Jesus is saying this about 
the Holy Spirit, and he says, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it, so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. I want to tell you today, if you've got the Spirit of God inside you and you don't know if you're coming or going, then you're probably in a good place. No. <laughs> the, the Holy Spirit wants to move you. The Holy Spirit wants to redefine you. He wants to bring transformation and bring change, and He is not static. The Holy Spirit is not a static being that just comes in on Sundays and just like, woo, I'm in on the cloud, and then, I'm, and then I just go back into life as normal. The Holy Spirit is looking for the same responsiveness out of our hearts that Abraham and Sarah had when they said, yes, I will go. The Holy Spirit empowers us. You know, before Pentecost, before the breath of God and the fire and the wind of the Spirit, there was no church. And it's impossible to live a thriving Christian life without the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I know that you guys all know this already. (laughs) How long have I got? Oh, wow. It is a high clock. <laughs> okay, let me just fast forward. I'm just going to fast forward a part of my message there or we'll never finish. Um, in Ezekiel 37, you'll know the scripture. Um, Ezekiel, a prophet in the Old Testament, just to give some context, He's a visionary, and God gives him a vision. And it's of this mighty army, and you're like, yeah, except they're all dead. <laughs> in fact, they're in such, they've been dead so long that the army's in, it's just like a, a whole bunch of bones on the ground. And they're dry bones. That's another reason we know that it's been dead for a long time. And I want to jump just into a passage here, and I'm just going to bring this into land very shortly. Ezekiel 7, uh, 37, 7 to 10. So I spoke these words just as he told me. So this is Ezekiel now under the command of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said, speak this. And, he's, and so I'll respond. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise across the valley. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed on the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak to the winds and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Come, O breath. And there's there's some beautiful uh, insight here. Breath in Hebrew is ruach. And in Genesis 1 verse 2, the Spirit of God, the ruach of God was moving over the surface of the deep, over the chaos. You know, God's like... He's just into potential. He's like, wow, there's some dry bones. Wow, there's an empty planet. I want to fill it. I need the breath of God. And then it says, breathe into these dead bones so that they may live again. So I spoke as he commanded to me and the wind entered the bodies and they began to breathe and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army of them. And I just simply want to say this, to someone that only the breath of the Spirit can 
unlock the potential, the dreams, and the dead and dormant disappointment places, disappointed places in our lives. Only the breath and the Spirit of God can do that. And if you've got to don't touch that dream because I can't even open that door again in my heart because it hurts too much to look at that, whether that's financially or in business or just in regards to a leadership thing or a family member or someone you've been praying for, I want to just, I want to dare you to open the door to that dream with the power of the Holy Ghost again this morning. When I was praying um, just earlier this week for for a word for your church family, I, I immediately saw a, an unfinished Rubik's Cube. Tra-da, just like that. <laughs> and it was an incomplete Rubik's Cube, it was, but it was getting, it was closer to being complete than that Rubik's Cube. It was like it was only seconds away, actually, from completion. And, you know, a Rubik's Cube in the right hands, not my hands, would be like, you know, three twists, like Matty Diath. He's like, whoa, he's a ninja with a Rubik's Cube. And it would be, it would just come together. In my hands, I'd just mess it up more. <laughs> it would become more and more, I'd be more and more frustrated as I try to get my own hands on it. And you know a Rubik's Cube, you know there's six sides to a Rubik's Cube and, there's, and, and it requires all sides to come into alignment for a Rubik's Cube to work. And within each face actually there's what, there's nine individuals of each face, six sides. It's complex. And you can't just kind of get excited about one side being complete when actually, hey, there's another side here that needs needs some work. And, and you know, so the idea is that a Rubik's Cube has got to interact. It's got to interrelate. It's got to interconnect and it intersects to become into completion. And I want to just, my, this is the word really, is that the Holy Spirit is really good at working out puzzles in the body of Christ. He's really good at bringing things together that just don't make sense. And maybe today you're on one side of the Rubik's Cube and you're like, like we've got it finished here. What's the problem? <laughs> and I feel like God's saying, hey, we've got to step back and look at the big picture because God's doing something really dynamic in this house to bring the full expression of what He wants to bring into completion. The Holy Ghost is really good at working out puzzles he he chose us before in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight and love he predestined us you know it says he he knew we had an unholiness issue before before we were alive and he solved that puzzle he's solving puzzles around your life He's solving puzzles. He's tying up loose ends in this season. At, at Pentecost, the wind and the fire of the Spirit of God was released into that place. And what looked like drunkenness, what looked like chaos, what looked like people were like, what is going on? It's only nine in the morning and this is in disarray. The Holy Ghost is solving a puzzle. People are speaking out in tongues and as they're sharing, they are preaching the gospel to those who needed to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, solving their puzzle of why they were on earth. 
the Holy Spirit is in in the middle of what you might be looking at and thinking, this is, this is chaotic. I want to tell someone today that He is solving the puzzles in your life and He is pulling all things together. He's making all things together. He's making it work for good. Turn to your neighbour and just, just reassure them. Just say, He's making it work for good this morning. He's got your back. He's got your back. He is with you. He is for you. I wonder if we could all just stand just in this place this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Maybe just just close your eyes. Just lift your hands to Him right now. Just lift your hands. If you just know that you just need a fresh breath of the Holy Ghost right now. I just want you just to open your hearts to that wow, to the wow of what would an H look like added to my name. Oh, what would the grace look like right now for my lane and my ministry, for my workplace, for my family? Oh, the breath, the grace and the identity that we have in the presence of the Lord. Holy Spirit, we just all just come to you right now in this place and we just thank you that we can approach your throne of grace with great boldness right now and even ask for what we need. And, and our biggest ask for, the, for today really has got to be, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, make us ready. Make us ready. Pour out your presence in our hearts. Pour out your presence in this place. Restore to us the joy of our salvation. Restore to us the confidence. Restore to us the confidence of what it means to be a son and a daughter in the house of the Lord. And right now I just stand against all shame. We just come against every label and word of shame that has been spoken over the church first. Every judgment and accusation, every spirit of religion that has tried to come and just bring confinement and restriction around who we are called to be as sons and daughters in the most in the in the house of the Lord. We just we just say no to labels today to old identities and old seasons. We just fully step out of that today. We just thank You for an unwavering faith fueled by the power and the presence of the living God. Holy Spirit, come just more, just more. If you just know that this is a word in season for you right now and you've got, you just you're just feeling like this is this. I know this is a word in season for me. I just want. I want to ask you. Just uh, we're going to sing the, a beautiful Wairua song that we sung this morning. Just in that moment, as we start singing, as the band starts singing, I just want to invite you just to come out out to the front to the altar and just surrender to the breath of the Lord. I'd love to pray for you, to lay hands on you, and just bless you this morning calm Holy Spirit so you can just come now if you just want to prepare your hearts just start 
responding. Maybe, maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your, as your Lord and Saviour. You don't know Him as a friend. You don't know Him as your comforter. You feel like, man, I'm just inventing my life. I'm inventing my own story here and I'm sick and tired of trying to figure out how I fit into this world. I want to tell you that, that He's got plans for your life and you don't have to, to get everything in order before you receive grace. That's what grace is all about. Amazing grace is here for you today. And you can respond in this moment right now if you're like, man, my heart is beating here. I'm like, something's going on in my spirit. If that, That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you today. And now is the day of salvation. Now is the time. Now is to recognize that there's a moment, there's an opportunity to step into your identity and your destiny this morning so you can come you can come in this moment come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit maybe if we have a ministry team up as well to, to come to the front right now as well and we're just going to get ready just to pray for some people in this place you know that word. It just I've just got that word about the the river of the like power, magma power, flowing. If you're here today and you're like, I just want to plug into the peace of the Lord. I need. I want to surrender to the Prince of Peace today. Then today is an amazing time just to come into that kingdom of peace because it's a government of peace that knows no end, and it doesn't mean that when. We can only have peace when things are going good. It means that when things are going bad, that we actually have peace. So we just thank you for the peace, the peace that flows like a river. Just come on, there's plenty of space up the front here for you today. There's plenty of, there's plenty of room, like right, right here, right now, right now, right now. Right now is the day of salvation. Like I really have a sense that there's salvation in this house if you haven't responded today, today is a day of salvation. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you for unlocking dreams. Dreams. We just thank you for dreams. For dreams in this place, God. Dreams that you want to touch, that you want to breathe on this morning. Thank you, Jesus. so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.